Chapter 11 Cicero and Collie Jack Orange flames were dancing over dead branches when it happened. I was looking into the fire when a glowing coal transformed itself into a burning eye. It was down in the very base of the fire when I first saw her face. She was a mixture of red hell with orange inferno as the patterns began morphing her figure into plain sight. This entity was alive and I could not look away. She was trying to tell me something, sending me an ever-changing message back to my eyes through a kaleidoscope of light spiraling around the coal. That's when I saw the number 28. 28? A sensation came upon me, like a feeling in the mind. My whole body began to glow, and now my essence began to shine. Who was this woman, and where were her body and bones? And even if I never found out, at least I had a night in the woods all on my own. Then the women disappeared, forever a mystery, but a vision took hold of me and replayed a memory from my very own history. The memory was coming clear. The sight showed a boy ready to cry. It was I, an observer, starting my first days of work at the age of five. They'd taken me from my father. They gave me a notebook to observe. The white man told me to look with my eyes and write down whatever I heard. There were no other rules or explanations in my youth, but I remember drawing a picture that day when I saw Ditto climbing up to that control booth. He was wearing white, heading to the master computer up high. I watched him grab the microphone and speak to the entire factory, and I was certain that this man could die. Nature has the answers, Ditto's voice rang over the factory speakers. It's high up in the trees, deep under the ocean, and way off in the stars. Look up and you'll see it. Touch nature and you'll feel it. Listen to the land and you will hear it. Nature knows to keep going, so that's what you'll do. Keep growing. That was the first observation I ever made, and the best memory I had. It happened on December 28th, before things got bad. Next the gear stopped grinding, and then so stopped the clock. The entire workforce panicked when they assigned everyone colored smocks. All rules changed when the order called upon the guns. I bet that's why they built those walls, so that none of us could run. But who cares about the order? There's something special to these plants. And ever since I ate those wild mushrooms, the whole forest started to dance. Nature was tricking my eyes and then trickling around my toes, because all of my senses were aware as how the wind blows. A new presence was creeping closer. I felt something pulling on my sleeve. The whole world took a breath in, and then the forest began to breathe. Shh, it whispered. The animal came alive when two eyes emerged. A creature was tugging on my coat, but still not a word? I think this was a beaver, or maybe an overgrown fox. Well, goodness, it's up on its hind feet, and I think it's about to talk. I've had a look at the moon, and tonight's the night. Only a couple more hours, and all will be right, said the creature with orange eyes. I've got old bones now, had them for many years, but I've been waiting all my life, and tonight it occurs. You don't say. Did you hear what I said? The creature paused. It's come back for you. This creature had no clothes, only gray and white fur on its body, with a pointed white muzzle. The creature tiptoed around the fire and came back towards me. Well, pardon me, sir. Is this your space? I said. 
The name's Cicero, and there's no place I call my own. I live all over, so that way I'm always home. I suppose you're out looking for the pyramid, too, it said. A pyramid? What? Of course. Why else would you be out here on a full moon, said Cicero. I hadn't spoken to anyone in weeks. Ever since I ran from the order, I'd been surviving alone in the woods. I was days away. Wait, it's only been a few hours. Not even a single night. And I have friends around here, too. Maybe I'm lost, I told the creature. Lost? No such thing. I see you've already made the fire, so what else did you bring, said Cicero. I checked my pockets and set the canvas with the arrowhead beside me. Are you looking to trade? There's plenty I sell. See, I walk these woods often, and I walk these woods well, said Cicero. No trades, but I am missing my friends. Oh, so you're a wandering one, eh? Then you're a bit like me. See, I'm not lost because I go exactly where I need, said Cicero. I crouched beside him. He came right up to me, and then he raised his muzzle to my nose when two orange eyes were all I could see. A reddish-orange blaze began to swirl around his pupil when I caught a glance of that woman again. It was the same mysterious woman from the fire. Can I tell you a secret? Cicero paused. The woman is inside the pyramid, and she'll have every answer you'll need. Answers? What kind? My answer might not be the same as yours, because I'm looking for some heat. See, there's a chill rattling down my backbone, and I keep shivering in my feet, said Cicero. It was a warm summer night, but when I looked closer, I saw his bones trembling inside his fur. Well, the fire's right here, so why not take a seat? I don't mind if we share. Well, thank you, good sir, and thank you for all you'll do. I sensed you long before this fire, and that's why I came to have a word with you. There's a secret to these flames. Not all fires are the same, but this one's special. We should give her a name, said Cicero. Both of our noses turned to the fire, while orange flames whiplashed black smoke into the night sky. Oh, I can feel her spirit. I think she's upset with the pitch black. Good golly, I've got it. What if we call her? Cicero paused. Collie. I looked closer at the coals as she began morphing before six arms came reaching out to grab me. The more I looked, the more I saw she was standing on the body of a dead man. Are we sure she's a girl? What if her real name is something like Jack? Goodness, I've got it, said Cicero. We'll call her Ma Collie Jack. I wasn't so sure about Cicero's motive with the fire, but I never expected to be naming campfires, especially when this creature was on the verge of falling in and burning alive. Hey there, guy, you mind taking a step back? You're getting a bit close to the flame, don't you think? Back in the order, they taught us how things like this are impossible how animals are to be eaten and not spoken to. But every time I looked at this creature, I saw myself on his eye. And if this creature was a friend, then that meant the entire order was built upon a lie. A lie, said Cicero. Do you know the difference between the truth and the lie? He held up a paw against his temple, right beside his ear and his sight. Five fingers were on the side of his face, separating his eye from the ear on his right. Five fingers is the difference between what they tell us in our ears and the truth we see with our own eye, said Cicero. He turned his head to make sure I was watching. Then his paw glided across his face until he was covering up his left eye. Only one eye was staring back. I did enjoy making new friends, but it was obvious this fella didn't have many of them. 
He stood waiting for me to notice his fingers covering his left eye, still waiting there, and he looked very awkward holding up a paw like that. Then Cicero turned and peered into the flames. And it's so nice to have you with us, mock collie Jack, said Cicero. He extended a paw into the fire and shook hands with the flames. Cicero bowed to the campfire while his fur floated like the prayer flags I'd seen at the mass graves below the factories. Quivering calves held on to Cicero's heels while the flames began to grow. It was nipping at his body, and it was making me sweat. The light kept flowing, everything was growing, and it started moving slower when Cicero started glowing. Cicero took a step into the fire before his paw grabbed a hot coal. Hey, take it easy, man. Are you trying to die? You better take a step back because I think your whiskers are starting to fry. Burning isn't so bad. Not when you've lived this cold. I'd rather be purified by your flames than wait to wither when I'm old, said Cicero, stepping out of the fire. There's only one path to the pyramid, and the mushrooms know the way. If they're glowing now, then I wouldn't wait until they fade. Go when the moon starts to peak. Watch for falling stars. You'll need to cross over the creek, but not too far. Wait for midnight. That's when you'll know you're near. And after all that, you'll have to choose a stone from that soul-carrying deer. And what was this fella onto again? Now be careful going in. Each choice changes the way. And if you make the wrong decisions, well, sometimes naughty souls have to stay. They say God lives within. Even the devil sneaks around. But whatever you do, don't ever go down, said Cicero. Down? Where does down go? No one knows because no one goes, said Cicero. Then why risk it? This animal must be out of his mind. I'd only eaten a few of the magical mushrooms, but I'm quite sure he'd feasted on an entire patch. What if the pyramid's not real? What if legend says that one time a creature went in but came out with new skin? Believe what you want, but I'm heading in, said Cicero. What the heck was this badger talking about? He was on some rant about something, but I couldn't focus because every tree branch was reaching out from the sky towards us. Every twig was creeping over the fire, as if to say, Come with me. Go with you? Who are you and where to? Cicero sure had a lot to say too, but the flames didn't mind him at all. And what were they whispering about now? I leaned closer to hear what Cicero was saying, but a flame shot out and tried to poke my eye. Did you get all that, said Cicero, and make sure you don't die. Get all what? Your fire over there needs to settle down. Collie Jack tried to take my eye. Be careful around Collie. She's got an old soul. She's a traveler through many lives, and only pure union makes her whole, said Cicero. Now why would he say that? And what kind of animal are you again? I'm a possum, said Cicero. A possum? Well, whoever this magician was, this poor creature was starting to emit steam. It was scorching his fur coat. Well, he's only got one body, so I suppose it's his choice to sizzle away. Now, is that all you packed? asked Cicero. I pray that's all you need, because once you get through the gate, all that's left is to believe. Cicero was unrolling the canvas scroll I'd taken with me when I saw the brown stone inside. Seeing the arrowhead out in the dirt made me believe that my grandfather was still with me. As long as the arrowhead was here, then the natives lived on. As long as I was living, then the native spirit carried on. Cicero reached for the blade to inspect it when I saw how cold his fur had gotten. His fingers were trembling as he handed me the arrowhead. Wrapping the canvas around the poor creature's back, I tried to keep him warm. Thanks, Collie Jack, said Cicero. 
Sisser wrapped himself in the canvas without looking back. All was calm in the forest when my mind began to slip into a new vision as my body found its way to the ground. Oh, and before I doze away, I heard there's a holy man on top. There's only one way to see him. Go up and don't stop, whispered Cicero. Is that where you're going? I asked Cicero. I'll go wherever the pyramid needs me to. It's not for me to know. But whatever happens, at least you and I had the courage to go. Not everyone is so brave, said Cicero. I watched the opossum prepare a spot to sleep beside me. He was getting ready to lie down, but stopped abruptly and held the blank canvas up between us. Pulling it tight, he used the coal in his hand to burn a small hole in the canvas. A hole? It's not even yours. There, said Cicero. This is a reminder. If you want to see the truth, then look with one eye. He pressed his orange eye up to the hole and stared at me through it. Indeed, he was a strange little animal, but I was too intrigued to find it at all creepy. And as my eyes began to fall shut, I held my eyelids open for one last look up at the stars. Precious starlight lingered in the heavens. It was so peaceful up above and so calm down below. As I took another breath in, I watched the universe glimmer in the most spectacular disorder I'd ever seen. I couldn't help but wonder what kind of magic could make this. And who knows, maybe there is a pyramid with answers. But for right now, I'm sure glad to be friends with this opossum. The fire popped when a spark jumped towards my eye. I rolled over and felt the heat on my back. We are here to serve the mother, said Cicero. Call her Ma Kali Jack.